Beautiful Anonymous is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hello to everybody who's trapped on a cruise ship. It's Beautiful Anonymous, one hour. One phone call, no names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one. I think it'll be more fun. And I'll get to know you and you'll get to know me. Hi, everybody. Chris Gethard here. If you're looking to jump straight to the phone call, I get it. Please consider signing up at BeautifulAnonymous.com. That being said, the intro, I didn't do a great job of timing it. I'm guessing it's like five minutes. If you you skip five minutes, I think you'll be happy if you're just looking to get to the phone call. Anyway, enjoy the call, everybody. Hi, everybody. My name's Chris Gethard, and I feel so lucky to be bringing you another episode of Beautiful Anonymous. I was on a plane. I've been traveling a bunch again for work, and, and I was on a plane. I had to go to Vancouver, Canada. Thanks to everybody who came out, saw my shows in Vancouver. The The show I did at Biltmore Cabaret was an, a really awesome experience. Everyone was so kind, so nice. But I was on one of those planes, and uh, I had to fly up and transfer in Montreal, and then was waiting, and I was so tired, and Flying cross country on almost no sleep. Um, woke up 3.30 a.m. Because I wanted to take Hallie on a Valentine's Day date. But my show was on the 15th in Vancouver. So I said, I guess I'm catching the first flight out because my wife is getting a Valentine's Day dinner. I need to prioritize the right things in life. I can't ask her to not have a Valentine's date so I can go do yet another comedy show. So I woke up 3.30 in the morning, get to the airport. And I won't lie, when I got on the second plane... Was delayed a little bit, and I just went, what am I doing with my life? And then I, I honestly paused and went, I guess what I'm doing with my life is building an evolving archive library of human conversation. Okay, yeah, I'm not going to sit around and feel bad. That's a very sweet gig. That's a very sweet gig. So thank you all for supporting it and allowing it to happen. Speaking of uh, live shows, I've got some coming up. We've got a live taping in Boise, Idaho on March 23rd. Andrea and I will be out there as part of the Tree Fort Festival. Uh, Before that, though, March 1st, Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn, you've always had my back. We're doing another benefit show for Laughing Together. Laughing Together is the nonprofit that I am uh, working with. My parent company, Wellness Together, is empowering me to build this thing. Laughing Together, we're going to have arts-based Mental health interventions in schools, it's a great thing, and we're raising money for it with these shows. Last month, Littlefield, Brooklyn, New York, we had 300 people there. Such a great lineup, Business Casual, Claire O'Kane, Christy Summers, Gary Gallman. It was a party. And March 1st, we're doing it again at Littlefield in Brooklyn. The lineup is insane. My friend Kate Nichols, who is a great New Jersey comedian and a social worker. Kenise Mobley, who's one of my favorites. Joyelle Nicole Johnson, who is so relentlessly funny, one of the only comedians that I hate following. 
I've always prided myself that I'm not scared to follow anybody. I fear Joyelle, not as a person, because she's truly lovely and kind. As a comedian, tough act to follow. And then to top it all off, the one and only Joe Perra, who many of you have seen on Adult Swim, who's just another really lovely guy, great comedian, unique act. Come on out. Littlefield, March 1st. ChrisGeth.com for tickets to that and the live taping. But I'm hoping we can pack it out because I'm telling you, my personal guarantee, this money will go towards supporting mental health services in schools. Great show. Great cause. ChrisGeth.com. I'll see you March 1st, Littlefield. I'm hoping these tickets start to move because they're not moving. And with a bill like that, I'm wondering why because that's a great show. Also, speaking of things to plug, don't forget, if you want extra Beautiful Anonymous every single week, you can go to BeautifulAnonymous.com, sign up for Beautiful Anonymous Plus. Each week, you get more time with the caller via a bunch of questions we ask them from a user-submitted list. It has proven really, really fun laid back, conversational. I get to put myself out there a little bit more. It kind of almost, to me, feels like it's turned into this thing where I stop working and we just mess around a little bit more with each other and and, and let our guards down. And then on top of it, if you join that upper tier, you get a monthly call where you have a secret phone line no one else gets and a follow-up with a classic past caller. So really good stuff. Thanks to the 646 people that have signed up at the time of this recording. I am so fascinated to bring you this call because this one, it's got a lot of things I love about the show, which is a caller with a really great laugh and sense of humor and an energy and a vibe that, that feels laid back and go anywhere. It's got a circumstance that is just straight up weird. When you hear where she is calling from and who she is with, you're going to go, this feels weird. And we laugh about it. And then when we hear about what's going on in her life that led to those choices and how she got here, I'm like, man, it's also a lot of sadness. And you start to find out about her. She's a really good person who's been going through some tough times. And it explains how she wound up in this really bizarre current circumstance it's a good call i'm so psyched that i got to have it i'm rooting so hard for our caller i think you will be too momentarily there's going to be a lot of love for her enjoy the call everybody thank you for calling beautiful anonymous a beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host hey hello hello hey How's it going? Can you hear me okay? I can hear you great. Oh, wonderful. Great. Yeah. yeah great, great. How's it going today? It's good. Cal has the day off from school, so that's always a madhouse. He had some friends over in the morning. Oh, yeah. And he went to a friend's house. We kind of split the responsibilities. And now that the house is quiet, I'm talking to you. Oh, great. Lucky me. Very exciting. Happy to have you. I have to say. How's it going? Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's going okay. I am um, actually sitting in a um, cabin on a cruise ship in like the bathroom, kind of like with the door shut talking to you while my nephews are in the other room. 
So it's surreal. I'm amazed you get reception. I'm amazed you're getting reception. I'm. I am too. I I have no idea. I am. I'm shocked. I saw the number come across because I was like (laughs) relaxing, and usually I never see it ever. And I just thought, okay, I'm going to try. And yeah, and I guess the sound is good, so it's great. And now cruise ships are not a cheap experience. Are you sure you want to take time out of your vacation to do this? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely, I do. When I got through, I was like, oh, this is exactly perfect for what's happening in my life right now. This is just right. And um, I'm extremely lucky. I was invited on the cruise by um, a friend who said, Hey, I have these points, and if you want to come, you can, you can like join us on the cruise. So, um, I'm like feeling very lucky in many ways. So, yeah. So, your conversation will be great. You got a free cruise. I did. Ooh. I did. I know. It's pretty great. No complaints. Actually, I was um, very judgmental. I think I'm probably still very judgmental of like cruises anyway. So when I was invited, I was like, no, <laughs> I do not want to go on a cruise. And I had to think about it for a little bit and just say, you're really just going to say no to like somebody offering you a free experience where you can relax and swim and be in warm weather during the winter. So, um, so I said yes to it. And what okay how many days have you been on the cruise how deep into it are we this is day two day two first full day first full day and you're already uh-huh. killing time on the phone with me yes true okay and on day Not two killing time enjoying a conversation enjoying a conversation fair fair how many days is the cruise eight eight days so you're on day two of eight now, your initial okay. impressions during your first full day, what are the things that are on target that made you wary of cruises? And what are the things that are pleasantly surprising you thus far? On target is just way too many people at one time to be around, like just lines and lines of people. Surprising, though, in the lines of people getting onto the ship was super efficient staff, really like once the once you get to a staff member, like so friendly, everything's very um I don't know how to say other than efficient, like super fast. It's just a lot of people. It's a full cruise apparently, so there's like five thousand five hundred people here, um, which is partly horrible to me. It's too many people. <laughs> but um and good. And what did you say? Like surprisingly good. Yeah, yeah. Just helpful. Just people are really helpful, and also other people on the ship. Like I took my nephews swimming yesterday, and they got really, really cold. And like very helpful people around, saying, "Here's how you can get back to your cabin without having to go outside, and here's where the towels are." And so, yeah, people just helping each other out. Okay. That was pretty cool. Okay. And and do you anticipate? that this might turn you into a cruise person or is this going to just be a one and done? I think probably a one and done. I think there's too many. I'm very, uh, my time away, I'm super happy to drive a few hours away from the city I live in 
and just like stay in an Airbnb and have it be quiet and just enjoy whatever I can there, reading, um, shows, whatever. I don't mean shows like uh, live shows. I mean like watching TV um, or movies or something. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty easy that way. I just want to relax and not work maybe for a little bit. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, probably not forever. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. I've been on one cruise. Yeah. I performed comedy on a okay. cruise. It was the impact. You impa- did. I was kind of wondering about that. Yeah. I it, wondered how that was for people. Not great. Um, it was the Impractical Jokers yeah. cruise, the first one they ever did. I'm buddies with Sal Volcano, and oh, he and wow. I, he and I were tight back then, in particular. And mm-hmm. he, he invited me on the cruise, and it was an endless amount of people and everybody getting drunk all day, and then doing <sighs> karaoke. Yeah. At night. And the comedy was fine. Oh, yeah. It was fine. And the experience was fascinating, but you definitely feel mm-hmm. both like you're having a lot of fun and then also subtly trapped at all times. Uh, but I, I liked right. it well enough. That's I liked it well enough. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I'll be less judgmental for sure. Like walking around and looking, I could see like, you know, I can see this being a really good thing for people in lots of different situations in life where it would work really well as kind of an easy, in a way, like an easy vacation to take. Um, So I think I'll definitely be less judgmental about it. Um, But I think it's too, to me, I was too like this very consumery and just give me this, give me that, give me this, give me that. And I just, I did not love that like concept of it, but seeing the ocean go by is beautiful. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And can I ask where, where is this cruise docking? Cause one of the weirdest things about the cruise that I was on, it just went from Miami across the Gulf of Mexico to Cozumel, Mexico. And we got off and spent a few hours. Oh. Then you got back on the cruise and you head back to Miami. It was very, get over there, get out. But then uh. I realized this cruise port town like we're getting off and it's all Americans getting off in Mexico. And I'm like, Oh, this is cool. I get to spend like a chunk of a day just checking out Mexico. No, what it was, was a lot of discounted goods with Dallas Cowboys logos, New York Yankees hats, oh, wow. a lot of t-shirts with Looney Tunes characters on them. It was just like tchotchkes wow. and nonsense for yeah. just low level American tourism. Like just real, yeah. the night, the nightmare side of it. So, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. I was a little disappointed on that, but I know I've had friends who go on cruises where they actually get to like go and get off and spend a day in Greece and get dinner there or all over the Caribbean. So I'm wondering what your what yours is like in that sense. Oh, that would be really fun. Um, this one is going. It's not. I don't. I wouldn't call it like super. It's not going somewhere where we're going to get out and really see a, a huge different kind of culture. I don't think. Um, but it is going from like Northern, like Northeastern cold, cold, cold. I think we left, it was like 20 degrees or something. And then going down past Florida and, um, over to the Bahamas. So, um, warm, I guess would be the best way to put it. I'm not too likely, um, for a few reasons to probably get out and go explore too much. I do like to do that. But probably not this time. So, um, so yeah, I think it's just more warm. And then 
I've got my, I'm with my nephews, my, their mom, my best friend was actually supposed to be here. Um, and then very, very last minute, her oldest, um, got sick and she couldn't come. So we were debating, will I go at all? Will the, but her, um, younger boys were just so excited about it. And so, yeah, so I'm, I've got them with me and mainly they want to, you know, play their switch and go swimming and, you know, look around the, look around the ship. And, and so we're just kind of doing that and trying to relax. So wait, that was a lot of info. I want to make sure I have it sorted out. So these are your nephews. It's, Mm -hmm. it sounds like nephews because she's my best friend, best friend. So not blood related, but a close enough relationship that you refer to it as familial and she couldn't make it. How old are the nephews? Um, the nephews I have here are eight and ten, and then her older son is seventeen. And the older son is not. And he had a very not here, not there. And are you the only adult now taking care of the eight and ten year old on the cruise? Yes. So you have another person's children, and granted, very very close. But you are with an eight year old and a ten year old on a cruise for eight days, and, yes. and these are not your. <laughs> These are not your personal no. children, and you're just taking them on yeah. a cruise. An eight-year-old and a ten-year-old. Yeah. Isn't it funny? It's really funny. It's so, a disaster what, waiting so, to happen. Why did you say yes to this? Well, I will tell you this: I have been staying with my um, best friend for the past what I don't know um, since December. 24th, I guess. Um, and so we've been hanging out like the nephews and I have been hanging out very closely because I'm staying at their place on, um, December. (laughs) I'm going to laugh, but mainly I've just been crying every day. December 20th. So on December, so I was doing work out of the country and got, um, a text message from my mom call me as soon as possible. Another for my brother, call me as soon as possible. And then when I got in touch with them, they said, um, so your apartment building caught on fire and your apartment is gone. Like, like not there anymore. Or like the inside of it is not there anymore. So when I got back from being out of the country for this work thing, um, I ended up staying with my best friend. So it's almost like a continue. We've talked to the kids about it. It's like a continuation of a sleepover. So it seems very natural to them. Sure, let's go on the cruise together. So that's why it's like not out of the ordinary. It seems in some way. So I'm first of all, I'm so sorry that you're. Thank you. I house burned that. down. Your house burned down. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah. As soon as you said, I've been living with them since Christmas Eve, I was like, well, that's never a happy story. You just are moving into someone's house on Christmas Eve. So I have to say, and and can I ask how old you are or or just the age range if you you don't want to? Oh, I can say I'm 55. So you're 55. You wind up living with your... Your best friend, who sounds like, I mean, you call her kids your nephews. This is like a sister relationship. So I get that part. That's right. But we are recording this in mid-February. So it's only been like six weeks. 
and you now somehow are responsible yeah. for the lives of two children on a cruise ship. That's... That feels very normal to me. Not the cruise ship, but being responsible feels very normal. That's pretty wild. You understand? I mean, first of all, just having an apartment burned down, getting back, having a found family that takes you in and a non-blood family. All of these things are very fascinating. But to have that end with... Because this also means, if we're being totally honest, like I was on a cruise... Mm-hmm. Part of the fun of being a grown up on a cruise is you go, you see some shows, you have some drinks, you go to the casino. You can't do any of that. That's right. None of it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You're yeah, just shepherding um... the kids through kid activities on a cruise for eight days? You're like literally. You're just babysitting someone while you're babysitting two children while trapped on a ship. That's not a cruise. Well, your friend set you up. Well, it is. It is. It is trapped on the ship. You know what? I did say to my best friend. I looked at her and I go, "Is this like the con? Is this like the long con you've had? We've been friends for decades, and now it's just like you're going to get a week by yourself, and I'm taking your kids." Okay, I see. And now we you, had a laugh. But. You indicated it, and I don't I don't want to pry, but just because so much info came at me, something was going on with your friend's oldest kid that they that your friend had to hang back? Yeah, it was like a such an odd it was a very, very odd situation, but he had like chest pain and they had to go urgent care ER and um he had some kind of like like a precursor to a collapsed lung, a teeny tiny little like in hole. Yeah. Like very serious. So of course they said you cannot travel. Um, he seems better now. He seems, uh, yeah, he requested to go rollerblading yesterday, which of course she was like, uh, no, (laughs) that's absolutely not happening. Um, but yeah, he seems better and I'm really, really glad for that. But yeah, no traveling. Now I'm just going to put it out there. There are some people, and it sounds like you were closer to being one of these people. Mm. There are some people in life who goes, cruise? No, that's kind of a nightmare vacation. Not my thing. Mm -hmm. There are also a lot Mm -hmm. of people in the world where if you said to them, hey, um, would you be willing to watch an 8 and 10-year-old for 8 straight days? They would go, no, that sounds like a nightmare. I'm sorry, I can't do that. And you've combined. You've combined those two nightmares. This is true. This is true. Like, does it change anything, though, if I say, like, I was there, like, at their birth? So it does not feel like... No, I understand that it's super close. But I am still wondering, you got to walk me through how the conversation went that it said, you know what, let's just, why don't you guys go and have fun? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's a big leap. That's a real big leap. A lot of times, everybody hangs back at this point. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think the conversation definitely was, okay, what are the configurations here? I can, can I stay back with the 17 year old and she goes and takes the younger kids can like, will we all just not go? Um, and it was really the only configuration that we felt like made the most of the situation. Uh, and the only thing I was honestly concerned about was, 
I don't know if they'll be okay with you not going. Like they might really have some separation anxiety over that and not really want to go. I said, why don't we talk to them and kind of see what we think? I, I also thought they might be incredibly disappointed if they can't go. We just started, we didn't start talking about it that much. And a few days ago, we were a few days before the cruise, we were, okay, there's a cruise. This is what it's going to be. It's going to be fun. And we're all going to go. And, um, and so that's what we, that's what we did. She talked to each of them and they were like, yeah, I want to go. And I, you know, I would miss you, but it's okay. And so that's how we decided. And was there any discussion of, maybe we could see if the cruise line would hear about our specific situation and maybe allow us to just delay so we can all go together. Yeah, there was, yeah, there was. And there just wasn't, it wasn't an option. We couldn't find a way for that to be an option. Um, so it felt like such a bummer, like such a waste not to do it. And also like a week long school break where there just were not any other plans and for her, no way to then afford to do any other plans. So then it just felt like such a bummer to be in super for them to be in super cold weather without, you know, fun stuff to do. Um, so it, it was like, I certainly considered not doing it, but I'm definitely a person that would lean more towards it. And just say, okay, we're going to make the best of it. Let's do it. Also, um, there's some consideration around the fire happening and this being a possible, at least I can get some sun and some time. I love a pool. I love to, even with taking the kids swimming, I love that. Um, Yeah, so there was some consideration of that, like it being good for me to try and do something that wasn't just work, 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 you know? Yeah, I get, I mean, yeah, you need a break. You need a break for sure. But man, that sounds like a nightmare. Different kind of break, different kind of break. (laughs) Yeah. The kid part's not a nightmare. I'm so thrilled to, to see them having a great time. They're having so much fun. And I really do like that. Um, it's certainly a little more tiring than, you know, I was like, eh, I might be less tired if I was here, just me. And what you... Or if their mom was here and I could go, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll be over there and I'll see you in a little bit. What are you going to do if on day four, the younger one turns around and goes, I'm done with this. I'm homesick and I want to go home. Yeah, we'll probably like talk through it, probably try to call mom say hi to her. She also wrote them like a little note for every day to open. So something like that. And um, they've done sleepovers and stuff before and had a little like separation thing going on because they've had some hard times in their life recently. Um, And we got through it. Like we, we worked it out. And um, so I'm very happy to like reason with kids. Years ago, I started um, practicing NVC, like this nonviolent communication thing. And so there's a lot in there about just like, let's figure out what the need is and let's figure out like what we can do to meet the need together. So that's, I, that's what I would do. I've already been doing that and they've not been in any, any distress or anything, but like we made our schedule for today like that. 
okay, let's make a schedule together and what do we each want to do? And, um, yeah. Wow. So we'll see when it comes to it. I feel like nothing feels too hard, to be honest. I think, I think it's been hard. Um, yeah, so this doesn't feel difficult. And did you know I was going to ask you this much about it? Like, if you want to talk about other stuff, we can. But this no. is wildly specific. <laughs> no, I did not. I did not think. I didn't know what to expect, but I did not think, yeah, I'm sure that he'll ask more about this. No, not at all. But I'm happy with whatever we want to talk about. I don't and really have anything. Are the children you know, okay right now? Are you, that I want, where are the yeah. children as you're huddled in the cruise ship bathroom? So I'm, I'm, I'm in here cause I think the sound is okay. And then they're in the cabin. They, so we built a little fort, um, on like there's some bunk beds. And so we built a fort for them a little while ago and I had gotten them a new switch game. So they're actually playing a switch game and having fun. So I keep listening for them and they're still fine. Mm-hmm. 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 So they're good. They're good. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> Got to get the hell off that cruise ship. You shouldn't have done this. You should not have done this. Let's pause. I think everybody's agreeing right there. You shouldn't have done this. But guess what, everybody? There's a lot more to it. And I think all of our tunes will soon change. We'll be right back. Beautiful Anonymous is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Thanks to our advertisers who allow this show to exist. Now let's get back to the phone call. Got to get the hell off that cruise ship. You shouldn't have done this. You should not have done this. <laughs> well, you know, you never know. I might later say, uh, whoops, big mistake, but so far so good, I have to say. And I feel like the warmer it gets, the better it's going to be. So. It'd yeah. Be great. No, you're going to have a good time. Yeah. You're going to have yeah. a good time. Wow. I think so. But yeah, I can see what you're saying when you're, when you're, it's funny though, because it sounds a little to me different. Because I'm like, oh no, it doesn't. The trapped on a cruise ship sounds like a nightmare, but like the, you know, hanging out with the kids or whatever, I'm like, oh, it's good. <laughs> that part It's, it's not too bad. So it really is. It really yeah. is like a merged family type thing. This is family to you. Yeah, that's what it feels like to me. Not that I don't get frustrated. Of course I do. Of course I'm like, oh my gosh, knock it off, you know, or whatever. We're not at that point yet because we're, yeah, you know, only yeah. a couple days in. But yeah, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a good it's a good situation. And they um, they were they're very sweet kids, and they certainly will even ask me like if I'm looking sad or crying or you know, is it the fire? And I'm like, yeah, honey, it is. <laughs> It is, but I'm okay, and we're all okay, and everybody's safe, and um, nobody died in the fire. That's a very big, important thing. Um, but yeah, they're like pretty sweet, empathetic kids. And 
where are we at? Because you've been living with your friend for two months. I mean, very traumatic to uh-huh. lose all your belongings and everything. Are you actively looking for uh-huh. your own place or are you just riding it out in the meantime? Or do you have to wait for insurance to sort everything out? Yeah. Um, no, I'm looking for a place now. Um, at first it was, yeah, insurance, trying to figure. It was a big shock, of course. Um, and then scrambling around because it was the holidays. Like the trying to figure out how to get the insurance adjuster there and, and everything. It was There were some big delays because of the holidays. Uh, so it didn't feel like anything really started until after, I don't know, the first of the year. Um, but yeah, now I'm looking for a place. My, um, mom came to live with me at the beginning of the pandemic cause she just was at that point where she didn't want to be on her own, um, anymore. And she was living all the way across the country. So she's been with, she's been staying with me. She was in the apartment when the fire happened. It didn't happen in my apartment, but it happened a few apartments down and she was there with my two dogs, so she got safely out, which is great, um, and with both the dogs, which is great as well. Um, but it was a big scramble to figure out, you know, what are we going to do? There isn't room for her in the apartment that I'm staying at with my friend. And anyway, so we got her somewhere where she's, like, kind of, like, staying with a friend and recovering a little bit. And then I started trying to kind of recover a little bit. But it's been um, really different than I would have thought. I think I really was like, I mean, I used to think, I wonder what would happen if I lost, lost all my possessions. What would happen if I had a fire? But I think it, it really was surprising the emotions that like keep coming up every day, really much different than I thought it would be. So really it's just been kind of trying to recover, um, myself. And now, uh, yeah, now I'm feeling a little bit stronger and like, okay, got to find a place so we can get mom back here and get her set up and taken care of. And, um, yeah, so whole new situation. I'm, I'm glad and starting from okay. scratch. So. Your mom was there. What, what yeah, ca- me what too. Ca- yeah. What caused the fire? She was home. Um, a, a con, <laughs> A contractor did something they shouldn't have done and caught some, caught like a door frame on fire. And then they didn't have a fire extinguisher. So the whole top of the building just went up completely, went up in flames. Um, unbelievable. But like everybody in the apartment, every person in the apartment made it out. So that was pretty incredible. Um, Wow. And really, really thankful for that. Wow. But of course, and, and you know, what's weird. Like my mom probably knew my neighbors better than I did. Like she, like she met people. I was like, wow, that's great. Um, but what's really amazing is afterwards we have like a WhatsApp group now and, and for like the whole building and then for each of our floors, because we needed to communicate a lot of information about here's what you do now and this is what you do next. And, um, and it's really incredible, like how, um, how supportive everyone is of each other. I don't know why I didn't expect they would be, but I, I just have been amazed at how, um, lovely people have been and how, you know, 
you go into our door, you know, you might not at somebody in the elevator, but you kind of go into your door and live your life. And now, like, I'm hearing these stories that we're sharing with each other. Like, um, like one person shared a story about how I said, oh, I love living on the top floor because you could really see the sky. And, you know, it was just really beautiful. It, even though it's the middle of the city, like, it's really beautiful and um, love watching the clouds go by or whatever. And then other people started sharing, oh, yeah, we used to, you know, my daughter would say, Hey, can I watch a show? No, let's come in, let's come in the bedroom and, and sit together and watch the bird show. And then they would say, like, that bird show was really great tonight. And I thought, my God, I was doing the exact same thing, like just a few doors down from you. And it never occurred to me, like, oh, we're all doing this, or several of us are doing this. So that that's just been a very um cool thing to realize, I guess, about we're just people that are all trying to have a good life, you know, and enjoy, enjoy what we can. Wow. Now, how many apartments total were in the, in the building when the fire broke out? Oh, um, I can't remember how many apartments it is. It's like 400 and something people. 400 and something people got displaced. Yeah. Yeah. Because the building isn't safe to live in, even though it's, mainly the top floor that's gone. Yeah. It's like 400 and and something people. It's a lot. And who hired the contractor that... Well, we don't know. (laughs) Um, That stuff is is pretty murky right now. And, like, they're trying to... um, I think that there are, like, information requests and all kinds of things happening to try and find out you know, what, who was, it, was ultimately was the responsible landlord for or hiring. the management company or one of the residents exactly. personally. Exactly. Yep. So they're trying to figure it out. As always, there are like all these things flying around. It's this, it's this, but there's nothing that I've seen that's confirmed, you know, what it is or who it is. So, yeah. But it wasn't I'm you. To just to be clear, out. just to be clear, not you. It wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me. My mom said, I just had this weird thought. I saw this smoke in the door frame and I thought, is she burning her incense in there? <laughs> while I'm in China, like working, I was like, uh, she, and she's just like, I know it sounds strange, but it just came into my mind. I said, of course it did. Yeah, I, I get it. It makes sense. So no, it wasn't, it wasn't me. It wasn't my mom or my two dogs. I know that. This is wild. So there's like an actual mystery afoot amongst these 400 something displaced people where somebody hired somebody and you all know it was a contractor. That's and, right. and you know that how like the fire department was able to say, here's where the fire started and it's because yeah. someone did X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really simple. And I believe, I believe that the person stayed on the scene and, and, and like said it, but um, yeah, it was, um, really obvious and the fire department like reported out on it right away. So, so that and part the contractor we was we there. The con- the it wasn't like a day or two after the yeah. contract, like that person stayed, did the right thing no. said, Oh my goodness, this happened. Here's the info you need. And we still can't get to the bottom I of who paid so. them for their services. Right. I, well, we don't know. Somebody might know, but it hasn't been publicly made available that I know of. Yeah, so it's pretty it's pretty wild and it's pretty wild like 
just to think about all these people trying to figure out their lives, you know, um, and where to go. And that's why I feel like incredibly lucky. Like my friend lives three blocks away from me. So, you know, I'm still even in my same neighborhood. And now some, some asshole cuts corners with the, they should have hired an electrician. Instead, they just try to get a GC to do the whole thing. The general contractor doesn't know what they're doing. Something gets put yep. in the wall that's and of a material that they shouldn't do it. And now next thing you know, six weeks later, you're with somebody else's kids on a goddamn cruise ship? Exactly. Exactly. All the consequences of all that. That's, <laughs> that is, I mean, what a else can you wild. do? What else can you do except laugh? Exactly. Oh, what else can you do? And I'll say, like, that's why it probably doesn't feel too weird is I'm like, well, this is better than all that other stuff. So I'm good with it. Yeah, I guess the, the Again, bar. If I need to if I need yeah. to write you later and change it, I'll let you know. The bar for what constitutes a strange circumstance or extreme living for you is just so topsy-turvy right now because it's like, well, my house yeah. burned down and hundreds yeah. of people have no place to go. So if I got to be on the cruise ship, that's a nice thing. And I can see why. Your friend said, hey, let me spend some points and let's get you out of here. But the fact that you're now responsible for two kids when it was supposed to be that you were going to be support at best. Yes. You're having this run of luck. This run of luck. Hey, you get to go to China. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Your house burned down. Hey, you get a free (laughs) cruise. I'm so sorry. You're responsible for two children on the cruise. Exactly. Exactly. What can I, I was offered to stay in China. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, we we have a great relationship out there with the um, we're in education and the people that we're working with, and they were so sweet. Of course, I was like, no, I'm going back, whatever home is, but I'm going back. Um, but they were so kind. They were just like, you can live here, you can stay here. And you, so, you no said you work in education. To live, apparently. I do. Yeah. So you were in China. I do. I, yeah. Um, we educate. So it's, it's um, like educating or coaching teachers. So helping teachers be better um, at what they do. Professional development. To, to serve students. Yeah, correct. Yes. You'll be happy correct. to hear my We often profit. don't like my... to say professional. Oh, yeah. Tell me why. Tell me why. Say it. Um, we just often don't say professional development and it it is, it is the thing that is said. Um, but teachers just have such terrible experiences with professional development or PD that we're like, nope, that's not what we do. We are not coming in to do PD with you and talk at you and tell you all the things you need to do differently. That's not what we're doing. We're going to partner with you to figure out what you want to do better and then figure out how to problem solve that so that you can do it better. You'll be happy to hear that. I get it because with my new, my new job with the nonprofit where I'm building this laughing together program, yeah. we're doing professional development and my brother-in-law is married mm-hmm. to a teacher and I was hanging out with her and I said, Hey, like one of the things I'm going to be doing with my new job is building out like a whole PD program where we, bring comedy to teachers and, mm. and try to offer it as like tools in their toolbox to connect with kids and, and communication technique. Mm-hmm. I was like, is there anything I should know about developing professional development? And she was like, well, mm-hmm. 
if you can make it more interesting than a five-hour-long slideshow presented by a low-level county administrator, they're going to love you. Yeah. I was like, I, yeah, I think I can do better than that. Yes. Yeah, when I um, – yes, you can do that. When I first started um, – I was doing, we were hosting a conference and some, so sometimes at a conference when teachers come in, um, in the morning, early in the morning, they come in, it's a, you know, it's a forced day of professional development and they come in and they're, you know, some people, a third of the people are like very grumpy and like just looking at you with their arms crossed, like what, what are you going to do? And I was kind of like, Hey, we've planned a great day. I wonder what they're so upset. And then they come in and sit down, and um, by the end of the day for us, we're very interactive. We do not do tons of slideshow stuff for people to look at. We do a lot of um, let's connect with each other. Um, I, I'd say the main thing is you're a an expert on your own classroom, so you're coming in with that, and we want to respect that and say let's um, let's take that and see if we can – um, leverage that for what it is that you need to do. And it might be focused on a certain, like, you know, content area or whatever. Um, and then at the, I would notice at the end of the day, people, you know, 2.30 or 3, and they're, like, smiling. Many of the people that were really grumpy in the morning are, like, thank you so much. And all I could think about is, like, what do they normally experience? It must be really not good because I don't understand, yes. like, what they thought we were going to do. The first time I taught one, um, cause I'm, I'm training artists on how to do it. So I had to get back mm. into going and teach. I used to be a very, very good teacher of improv. Um, one of the best mm-hmm. and I'm not a cocky person, but I was really good at mm-hmm. it for a long time and I had to go do it again. That's I, said, awesome. I, can't, I can't tell these other teachers. I can't be the person saying, I'm going to build this program and help you book these gigs. If I haven't seen for certain how they go. And the first one I did was with a group of paraprofessionals. And when I said, I'm going to need some volunteers to come up and and help demonstrate the exercises we're describing, three people got up and I said, well, I really need about seven to 10. So we need more. And and no one got up. And one guy just who had already volunteered loudly said, someone volunteers so we can get this over with. And I was like, wow, what are these usually if this is people's right? And then within right within like honestly 10 15 minutes of me getting going they were all smiles having fun and they were like oh you're uh, not you're uh, not being rude to us you're not wasting our time this has some actual application in the classroom awesome let's do it but getting uh, over that initial barrier was just like straight up I'll never forget that quote first time I had taught it I've like sacrificed I'm like I think I wow. want to get a day job I think I'm going to work in the nonprofit space step back a little bit from being huh? an artist, actively slow down my life, be more present with my family. Somebody volunteer so we can get this over with. I was like, oh, what have I done? What have I done? But it's actually been so oh, fulfilling wow. and so gratifying. And you see it the same way I see it. Teachers just don't have time for you to waste. They just don't have extra time in the day no. for someone else no. to waste. So it better be of some value to them. And, oh. and um, hearing that you're building something where it's taking you all over the world. It's very cool. Very inspiring. Yeah. So can I ask you, um, how did you recover or what did you do next when the person said that? Did you just like, what did you literally say or do next to, to keep it moving forward? I think I immediately made a joke out of it. Like there was also someone who 
came in, ah. sat down, folded her arms, let out a sigh, closed her eyes and went to sleep. Another guy who pulled his hoodie closed and was like, made it very clear, don't even address me. Yep. But when the guy was like, get it over with, I was like, you know, I've taught thousands of improv workshops in my life. I was like, I think this is the first one that has started with someone saying, let's get this over with. So I don't know how promising yeah. that is, but I, at the very least, I think it's going to be really uphill from here, guys. So, And they were all laughing because they were, you know, I'm demonstrating some self-awareness. Good. And I'm not letting myself get bullied, yeah. right? But also like, yeah, no, I know yeah. this sucks for you. Like you guys are used to going home at three and yeah. they've asked you to stay till nine tonight. Yeah, I get it. It sucks. Yeah. That sucks for me that you said yeah. that, but I'm going to laugh about it and I'm going to show you that I'm not scared of it. And then they all kind of laughed at that. Right. And then we got to work. And when we got to work, like I said, they actually had a lot of fun. And I've taught a whole bunch since then. And I really think there's a lot of room in schools, not like you said, not to go in and change anything, not to tell teachers how to do their jobs, but uh-huh. to go in and say, uh-huh. how can we be of service? Because you have a hard That's job. That's right. Dealing with the, you're dealing with the right. town, with the school board, with the county, with the state, uh-huh. with the parents, uh-huh. with students where you don't know uh-huh. the full story, with mandates that change, uh-huh. with test scores, with this pressure that kids have on them at all times, with two years of COVID uh-huh. where all the kids' social problems were magnified, where whatever the problems were, add two years of just COVID weirdness on top of it. Like, how can I come in here to help you? And can that start with some laughter in the room today to give you a little pressure relief and you a little bonding with your fellow teachers who are here? And can some of this stuff be stuff that you walk away with to provide some tension release in your classroom and to increase some – because I want to help because you're doing the real work. So how can I help? And and that I think is met with a lot of appreciation because teachers don't – they get paid dog shit. And yeah. they get and so much asked of them, and and that combination yeah. is so bad. And they get yelled at by everybody from all directions all the time. Yeah, and even like um, something that I see quite a bit is sort of this: um, people will do it with me because of the because they know what I do, or with teachers that everyone's an expert because they went to school, so they're like. I was a senior in high school. I was a sixth grader. All you have to do is, or, and it's really interesting because I'm like, you're, you're a student. You're one student in the classroom and not that your experiences weren't what that your experience is your experience, but that's not the same as like actually teaching a room full of sixth graders or 12th graders. So it's like everyone is an expert on, or like gives advice on like what they should do. And I think that can just be so defeating to be like, I think that's, what's really important. It is the interesting thing about like professional development is treating people like professionals. You're a professional and we'll treat you like that. Your time is important. You know, we want to give you something of quality. You should for, they should be able to leave and the next day do something different, even if it's just an attitude shift, but something different in their classroom. Something, a small thing even. I love that I get to talk to you and hearing your passion for it and hearing the mentality of I'm in a support role to try to help Uh professionals who are already overworked, underpaid, overstressed, 
And hearing that you're a great person who's traveled the world trying to spread messaging on this Mm -hmm. and spread methodology on this is beautiful. And it only increases how sad it makes me that your house burned down and now you're trapped on a cruise ship with two kids who aren't yours. Man, we're going to pause. That sentence right there, your house burned down and now you're trapped on a cruise with two kids who aren't yours. This is, first of all, factually true and very accurate. On top of it, what a reminder that I have a really unique and strange job to hear things like this. Thank you again to everybody who allows this show to exist because I don't even know how people deal with life and the reckless, relentless nature of what life throws at them. That being said, uh, who wants to buy, I don't know, some socks or something? We got ads. We'll be right back. Beautiful Anonymous is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Thanks again to all of our advertisers. Now we're going to finish off the phone call. Hearing that you're a good person who's traveled the world trying to spread messaging on this Uh and spread methodology on this is beautiful and it only increases how sad it makes me that your house burned down and now you're trapped on a cruise ship with two kids who aren't yours. (laughs) Exactly. You don't deserve this. I do have to say one thing about it. What? You don't deserve this. Oh. (laughs) Some of those other 400 people in it. Look, there were a couple people in there who were like ruthless stockbrokers or like (laughs) pharmaceutical industry (laughs) professionals who have pushed opiates to the masses. Their houses can burn down. I don't care. You were going to follow up the house burn down revelation with... We had to find a place for my mom to go, and then I had to get back to work trying to enhance the teacher experience. Jeez. Well, yeah. It helps that I love it. I mean, that's one thing I kept saying was, hey, I didn't lose my job, and I really love my work. So that feels pretty great. Does your work take you to China often? And the other stuff feels really shitty. Yeah, all of it. Um. Do they take us there? Do we go there? Often? Yeah, like, do you travel the whole world doing it? It's so cool. I I have been able to, which has been pretty incredible. I actually hadn't traveled outside of, like, going to uh, Mexico when I was, like, working with kids. Um, but other than that, I hadn't really traveled. And I kind of always wondered, I wonder what my first place will be to go. And it was Singapore. And it was related to, you know, education and um, teaching teachers. So, so yeah, I guess I have Singapore. Um, let's see, I went to Istanbul, Turkey. We have a partnership, long-term partnership there. And then, yeah, we got invited like kind of randomly to Shanghai, um, in 2018. Um, and then a few times a year we, we go out, um, and have a really great like partnership out there. Um, and really, really learned a lot. I was definitely in a situation where I learned a lot from 
the teachers there because their setting is so different. Um, 50 kids in a classroom and um, really different requirements and stuff. So, um, so yeah, it's been really surprising, like a surprising kind of part of my life I didn't expect. It's so cool. But I also know as someone who yeah. also travels a lot for work, no matter where you're going, no matter how fulfilling it is, no matter what beautiful sights you're seeing, incredible people you're meeting, amazing food you get to try, all of those things are beautiful and everyone should travel. If there's anybody, you know, mm-hmm. most of my life I was someone who's very nervous about travel and then between my job and my wife being such an enthusiastic traveler, I realized, oh no, you got to get out there and see the world. None of that changes the fact that when you're in a place that's far away, yeah. knowing that you get to go home again to your own space, mm-hmm. it's a really big piece of the puzzle. It's 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 part of what makes the tail ends of those it trips. It really is. Okay. It's, it's part of what yeah. gives you an appreciation for all the things you do have. So to hear that you got that call in yeah. China is just... What that's that's an awful feeling. It's an awful feeling. It was my first time coming back. The last time I went to China was December 2019, and that was pre prior to my mom living with me. And so she would come out for um, like holiday break and stay. And I would always be jet lagged, and it sucked. I would come back, and I'd be like trying to you know, okay, great. We're going to, let's try and celebrate. And I just be so tired. So this time I was like, well, it's quite different now with the pandemic. This is the first time we've been back since the pandemic. Um, and now we're, now I'm going to come back. And one of the things I thought of, man, Chris, I just was like, I can't wait to get back to my bed. And this time it doesn't matter if I'm jet lagged because my mom lives with me, so I don't have to make it like this is the only time we're getting together for the year. Um, so, yeah, it was it hit really hard, definitely, to be like, okay, I, I'm not going back to my bed and kind of letting that. took a little while to sink in, you know. Um, and, yeah, it, it is great. The experiences are all great. It's also a ton of work and really um, super tiring. So... Yeah. This is. I don't know. You have a, a remarkable. You have laughed so many times and had a remarkably positive energy for someone who's had mm. a real shitty couple months. Yeah, it's pretty. It's been pretty shitty. I have to say. Um. Yeah. Well, I was trying to find my sense of humor again, so. I'm very happy to have laughed on the call for sure. I'm happy to help that with that. Good. I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. It means a lot. Are there any specific activities on this ship that you're hoping you get a chance uh-huh. to do? Because I have to imagine maybe there's like a kitty corner where the kids could go and be supervised for an hour or two. I think a lot of the cruise ships have things like this. Are there, because I really. I have yeah. to say, I was joking about it before, but now when you've laid out what the past few months have been like, I'm like, this idea that you don't get to go drink a little bit or go to one of the Goonie karaoke nights or see a yeah. show. I'm like, that's a real tease yeah. for someone who's had a long year. 
if you find out like, oh no, there is a babysitting service option or like a daycare type thing where the kids can go and chill out. Are there one or two things that you're like, if I get that chance, I'm going to prioritize these? Because I was joking about it before, but now I actually feel like you need a little self-care. And I want to- Yeah, how can I get that? Yeah. What are the things on this ship that you're like, if I have an hour or two, I'm doing this? Because I just need to know you have that plan or else I'm going to think about you on that ship forever and I'm going to get so sad. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, we don't want that. Um, oh yeah, sure. There is some kind of kid club or something here that I looked at and I was like, okay, I need to check that out. I need to go down and see like, how does that happen? So I would totally do that. Um, I'm very low key. So honestly, it will be like Kindle at the pool reading, um, and just taking a nap if I want to and not being responsible to like make anybody's life any different than it already is. So that's, that's what I would do with a drink. Just grab a drink, kick your feet up by the pool, read a couple chapters of the book with no one bothering you. Man, do you deserve that. That's right. I'm kind of amazed that you're allowed to take other people's children on a cruise ship. Well, um, I did say we both agreed, like, I think I need a letter maybe in case anything happens to them or, you know, whatever. (laughs) So we did that. Um, So, yeah. It is kind of funny, though, isn't it? I mean, I was already, like, listed in the room, so that's probably why. Right, Like, right, right. hey, if this person says you can be there, I guess you can be there. Oh, man. But it is kind of, yeah, it is kind of funny. And I said, if anything does happen, I think we need something that says, like, hey, this person is supposed to be traveling with my children, and it's okay for her to make decisions. Wow. Well, I hope that letter never comes into play. That's the last thing we need. Me too. Me too. I do not need that. <laughs> that would be terrible. Also hearing that your dreams are, I want to read a couple chapters of a Kindle uninterrupted. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is, you've had a rough stretch. Cause that's like, you just want like 40 quiet minutes. That's your whole goal. It's like 40 minutes of quiet. I know, right? I know it it should feel like, it should feel like, I'm like, should I be choosing something more exciting or, but I kind of, am like, no, (laughs) I don't want any excitement or, you know, I don't know too much. um, Definitely since, since the fire, it's been like, I want everything super calm. I'm like, no, let's Mm -hmm. just, you know, calm, listen to music, just relax will be good enough for me. And then when I get into a new apartment, I think my excitement or whatever will honestly be never in my life have I been able to like pick out what I want to have. I mean, it's, you know, I found a couch in the alley. Cool. I'm going to get it. You know, <laughs> That'll be great. And then eventually, oh, I can go to Ikea and buy a couch. That's great. So um, I'm certainly in a different situation to be saying, wow, I can like pick matching things if I want. And that sounds like just making the kind of home that I want sounds great. And that'll be, I'll be pretty excited about that when I get to it. Now we have about six minutes left and I am curious to know, you sound like someone where your instinct is to go out and be of aid to others professionally. This is true. You were taking care of your mom. Your mom was living with you. Uh, your best friend has certainly taken care of you, but you also 
are helping to take care of her kids. So it sounds like you are someone where a lot of times in your life you're helping other people. And I am wondering who's the support system for you? Who's the infrastructure in your life that you can lean on? Because I bet you've had to think about that pretty hard recently. Obviously, your best friend is the number one answer here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, yeah, I have had to think about it. Years ago, I realized, hmm, I sure help people a lot. Um, Am I in any relationships where I'm not helping another person? Which felt to me a little more like um, codependent or something. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of worked on that for a long time of, I want to have reciprocal relationships. I want to have relationships with people where we're supporting one another, or we don't need to be doing anything for one another. We just want to be together and hang out and like have great conversations and good times. So I worked on it for a long time. And I'll just say when I got back from China, I had like a bag waiting in my friend's apartment. I had a bag there from some work people, like some people at my work. And it had like very practical and also really sweet and kind things in it that were like, you're going to need a hairbrush or you're going to need this or you're going to need that. And, um, that's the first thing I had. And like, um, a few gift cards and stuff. Then I think the next day or the day after, well, it was after Christmas. So day or two after Christmas, really, I have a group of close, um, girlfriends and, um, one of them came over and said, here we go. And she brought like three big bags of clothes, you know? Um, and she's like, I think these will fit. And I think this will work. And she's like, just, you can have them. And so then I just had clothes to wear. So yeah, I ha- I do have people around me. And then I went to the liquor store um, to get something and someone asked me, I remember something came up. I had my dogs with me maybe. And um, even the woman there was like, hey, you were, you lived there. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, hey, I have extra harnesses and stuff at home. Can I bring those in for you? And I said, absolutely. Um, yeah. And the first thing my best friend did say to me was, she just looked at me and said, you will need to accept help you cannot be the one helping anybody. I said, I 100% agree with you. I totally agree with that. And so I've been practicing that the whole time, just receiving and saying, thank you know, thank you for it, but not. And anytime I even tried to think, I really want to bring food over to the apartment building for people that are moving all their stuff out. I was like, no, <laughs> you're not doing that. You got to take care of yourself and have other people help take care of you. And that's it. So, Yeah. It's a good lesson. Good lesson. I'm finally learning it, I guess. So I'm glad I've been noticed it a while ago and I've been trying to, you know, take some steps towards it. Yeah. Yeah. I hope this, uh, I hope this upcoming year is as drama free as possible for you. You've had enough drama for a long time. Thank you. That's, yes. I'm, I don't care for drama anyway, so this is enough. Yeah. Yeah, enough already. And I hope you have a good time on this cruise and that you get to enjoy yourself <laughs> as much as you get to facilitate a good time for these kids. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. And um, I think your words, I'll be thinking about those and looking around going, okay, what opportunity am I going to take to you know get some recovery for myself and some some fun time for myself. So I appreciate it. Especially. And I really appreciate getting to chat. Oh, same, same. And I would also say too, there's a trap I fall into 
and it sounds like you do as well at times, which is, you know, you're working with teachers, you're trying to enhance their experience, you're trying to give them something. You are clearly someone who tries to provide care for others. And uh, it's not selfish to find that self-care for yourself, especially when you've had as tough a time as you've had. So I hope that if you stick these kids in the daycare and they start to grumble that you know, no, I'm allowed to take a deep breath because this book is really good and I just need a few more minutes to read the chapter and then I'll come back and I'll, it'll be fine. Uh-huh. And that uh-huh. you don't fall into that trap of, someone once described it to me as, when you're the person who throws the parties, it means you never get invited to the parties. So you got to invite yourself to the party sometimes. That's right. And uh, I, I hope you That's take right. the time I and do that. I appreciate that. Yeah. I can't believe our reception. I really, really appreciate well. that. So you're literally in like a tiny cruise ship bathroom right now. Yeah, I've just been in here the whole time. Yeah, I'm. I'm shocked. Even when I tried to call, I was like, "This is never going to work." Like you know, but might as well try. Well, it was meant to be. We're going to go ahead and say that's right. Goodbye to everybody on the free feed right now. Thank you so much for listening. For everybody who has subscribed at beautifulanonymous.com, stay tuned because we're going to do our five questions. But I'm going to go ahead and also let you and everybody else know. I'm going to try to keep them a little quicker time-wise this time. I don't ever want to shortchange the people who have subscribed, but I also want you to get out there and enjoy your time on this boat with these kids. So we're going to keep it tight. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Mm -hmm. Caller, I have to say that that call started out so goofy and funny. And then all of a sudden, tragedy. And I'm so sorry you went through all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. I don't know how you're keeping such a, a warm a warm energy about yourself. You must be so tired all the time. I Yes, I am tired all the time. Yeah. Well, yeah. I hope this – it makes sense to it, me why your friend tough. was like, look, I know this sucks, but just go. Just go on the ship. And it's amazing that you took the kids, but I get why, I get why your friend was like, nope, you're going, you're going. Yeah. 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 And I, and I know, I know that like what she would really want is for me to have the best time possible I can for myself. Yeah. So I think every single person listening to this episode would say the same thing is that do what you got to do to make sure those kids have a good time, get them set up, having fun. Get them jumping in the pool and going on the water slides and then bust that Kindle out and ignore those kids and just make sure things are up and running. All right. Yeah, well, they've been fine this whole time that I've been doing the call, so I think that that's just a note for me. They'll be fine. They're fine. They'll have a great time, and I can still do what I need to do. Very good. Very good to hear. Caller, thank you so much, sincerely, for opening up, especially when it hasn't been easy. I'm so impressed by you and your overall vibe, let alone where you put your energy in life, let alone how you're rolling with some really big punches right now. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And thank you, of course, to our producer, Andrea Quinn. Thank you to Shell Shag for our theme song. And hey, if you want to know more about me, chrisgeth.com. 
It's where you can find tickets to shows, info on what I'm up to. If you want to leave a voicemail and let us know about your story, we would love that. Some people, the timing of our calls doesn't fit. If you're following us on Twitter or whatever, and Instagram, maybe you feel like your voice is not being represented on the show. We want everyone to feel like they have a home here. Our voicemail line is 973-306-4676. That is 973-306-4676. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Gethard. And as mentioned, the show now has an Instagram at Beautiful Anonymous Pod. This week on Beautiful Anonymous Plus, here's some of what you'll get from the five questions. Next question. Very important one. When you sleep, is it on your tummy, back, or side? And do you like your feet in or out of the covers? Oh, sure. Um, so definitely on my side, without a doubt. Or, yeah, on my side and then flip-flopping throughout the night. And feet, oh, covered. Yeah. I want a cozy, I want a real cozy situation underneath the covers. Me too. Although... The idea that you would intentionally stick your feet out to be cold is baffling to me, and I'm honestly mad at the person who submitted that question. That makes no sense to me. (laughs) I'm with you. I like a cozy sleep situation, but some people take it so far that they will sleep with socks on. How do you feel about this? Don't forget to sign up for Beautiful Anonymous Plus at BeautifulAnonymous.com.